0: another episode of Real Talk with Philip and Lena Mitchell, where we are passionate about empowering people in the areas of faith, family, marriage, parenting, culture, and everything in between. Hey, if you're new to our Real Talk community, it's been growing by the hundreds. I want to thank all of you who have been listening to this podcast every single month. And if you're new to our community, we release a brand new episode on the first Monday of every month. If you've been impacted by this podcast, we want to ask you to do us a few favors. First, we want to encourage you just to subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you are listening to. We want to also ask you to help us by reviewing it on that platform. And uh, if you've been impacted, and would like to share your story with Lena and I. Just go over to philipandlena.com and go down to the area that says share and share your story with us. I'm in the studio right now with my beautiful co-hosts. Lena, what's poppin'?
1: Hey guys, hope everybody's doing well. Yes,
0: yeah, so uh, this is part two of an episode we began last month. Uh, we call it 15. Uh, 15, that is 15 things that Lena and I have learned in 15 years of marriage. Um, and last month, we talked about the first seven. We talked about love, we talked about mutual submission, we talked about learning the art of being disagreeable. We talked about the importance of forgiveness, the importance of stewardship, we talked about faith, and we finished last month's podcast talking about the importance of perseverance. Those were the first seven major things Lena and I have learned in 15 years of marriage. We want to dive right into this episode's content by giving you the other eight. We know a lot of you have reached out to us, you've been uh really looking forward to hearing these other eight and uh, we're really praying that it will be a blessing to all of you who have already hit us up and have been eager to hear this particular podcast if you missed that last one we want to encourage you to go back and check that out and then come back and jump on this one as we knock out um the top 15 things we've learned in 15 years of marriage lena you ready to dive into this let's go it's about to get real let's do it you sure yeah all right I'm ready. so number eight on the list Be- before we get to number eight actually let's just uh, a quick bit of context uh, mm-hmm. obviously lena and i've been married for 16 years at the no, time um, of this podcast 15, 15 years, years at the time <laughs> of this podcast but we work we're working into yeah, our 16th so year. Our- yeah fellas you got to make sure you watch that you know dates yes. anniversaries birthdays all that good <laughs> stuff um and we it, listen marriage <clears throat> We've learned a lot in 15 years of marriage. Obviously, this list is not exhaustive, but we did put together what we think was 15 very important categories that we feel were uh, v- v- uh, just vital to a healthy marriage. Mm-hmm and um and we don't pretend to be experts certainly there's a lot of information Mm -hmm. out there um that other people would have to say about marriage but we do believe that these 15 things are paramount and definitely if you lean into them they will help you in terms of your marriage also too if you're single we believe this podcast can be a blessing to you for these are good conversation pieces to have with the person you may be dating or interested in getting married to uh they're valuable principles and principles are Uh, Definitely, uh, principles that can be used for a person who's single, who's on the process or the road of being married. And so we don't want to discourage anyone who's single. You could definitely listen to this podcast. We feel like you get a lot out of it. And also, too, I said in the last episode that I have a personal conviction that only a fool learns everything by experience. But if we're wise, we'll learn from the successes and failures of others. And so we hope that if you can learn from these podcasts, this episode and uh, a few minutes but it took us a few years to learn and to help you to go a little bit further faster in your marriage so on this episode we're gonna jump into the last eight the first one is the importance of this one is like it's huge mm-hmm. I mean without mm-hmm. this your marriage is gonna be rocky for mm-hmm. the duration so this first one is the importance of communication Yeah. Communication is huge and uh, we believe is one of the absolute pillars of a relationship. You will not have a healthy, strong, vibrant relationship without communication. And that transcends even marriage relationships, whether you're talking about girlfriends, guy friends, parents, children, um, whatever the case may be. Um, Communication is important for teams. It's important for relationships. It's important for business relationships. Um, communication is absolutely paramount Communication is like a bridge When you think about it When two people get married You're talking about uh, two people With two different backgrounds Two different experiences uh, Two different views of the way to see the world Different perspectives um, uh, Different sometimes um, Different understandings of things in life And so what communication is Communication is a bridge It is it is the the intangible process of of building a bridge into the world of the other person. And we do that through communication. We build bridges over misunderstanding. We build bridges over areas of, of uh, unknown or uncertainty. We build bridges over areas of tension. We build bridges over areas of um, disagreement. So if you think about a bridge, a, a bridge joins two land masses together. And underneath that bridge, you might have like a stream of water. That water might represent um, any difference between um, two partners and so what the bridge does, it kind of builds uh, 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 what communication does. It kind of builds a bridge into the world of the other person. So communication is extremely important because we are different. You know, when we get married, we are different. And because we are different, we have to learn the other person that we've been married to. And it's very difficult to learn another person's heart, their mind. Um, what's going on inside them without communication. Lena, you want to jump in here and talk about that for just a little bit?
1: Yeah, guys. So communication for us, uh, well, for me personally, it was hard when we first got married. Um, I didn't grow up in a family that communicated a lot, so I had issues with communicating. And My husband is a natural communicator. He um, likes to express himself with words um, for me there was not so much. So I had to grow and evolve in this area. I think now mm-hmm. I'm communicating <clears throat> excuse me, the best I have the best I the best I have done in the last fifteen years. I think I'm at my best I think I guess, you are at your best right good. now. Yeah. You're and, a real good communicator. Um, I mean I'm now, still Lena. well, I'm still trying to grow. You know, You've I'm still grown trying a whole to lot. grow You've grown a lot. I think lot. I've grown but I'm still tr- still evolving, guys. So, yeah, communication is very, um, very vitally, is very vitally important.
0: I remember a time when you didn't communicate much at all. I know. In, in fact, one of the first times Lena and I really had a you know, a big argument, like, we're not even sure if this is going to work, is when I said, well, listen, man, if you're not going to communicate, if we're not going to be able to talk, I don't know how far this relationship is going to go. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so Lena was not uh, the great. Greatest communicator. I remember one time I was praying about that and really asking God, like God, you know, what what do I do with this? And the, the Lord really began to move in my heart and, and really began to lead me to lean into Lena's past. Have you ever talked to her about her past? I remember Lena and I sat down and I kind of tell me about your past. Tell me about your home, and kind of discovered that Lena was kind of raised in a home where her words wasn't always so valued. She didn't always have an opinion. And so once I discovered that information, you know, I, I knew I had a different approach to help her to be a better communicator. I would encourage you to tell me what's on your mind. Uh, what are you thinking about? What do you think about this? I would I would solicit her opinion and whatever she would say, I would try to value that. I would try to put weight on what she said. And the more I valued what she had to say, the more I gave credibility to her words, the more she found strength to communicate more and to share. And um, and now I can't shut that faucet off. That faucet now is running. And that faucet now has a lot to uh, say. And so um, maybe I've done too good a job valuing <laughs> Lena's words. Um, I'm not that bad. No, nah, she's not that bad. But she does have a lot to say. <laughs> and uh, Lena's always preaching me down in the house. but um, But it's important for us to communicate. And um, and to do that consciously, we need to communicate consciously. That is, we need to we need to think about what we're saying. We need to communicate consistently. That is, it's, it should be ongoing. It should be regular. You know, we want to also be good listeners. Um, part of communication is being a good listener. Uh, it is a two-way street. It is it is sharing and earning the right to be heard. Um, we want to also to know how to handle arguments. Um, arguments are almost inevitable. You will have times of disagreement, but the more you learn how to communicate, the more you can work through arguments and disagreements and things of those nature. Um, so it's very important. Communication is 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 key, and and also too, man. There will be storms in life. Things that are inevitable, and and when those things arise, we want to know how to communicate and talk to each other and work through problems and issues. And we want to not shy away. Another big thing, too, I just want to, you know, I know we kind of camped out here for just a moment. We, we we won't probably take this long on all the others, but this one is big, is that, you know, if you are going to communicate, you, you got to be emotionally healthy enough to be able to communicate. You, you, don't, you don't want to be the type of person where you're married to someone and they can't talk to you because they're afraid of how you would respond. When, when people are afraid of how you respond, they generally just shut down. And then you, you can go long periods of time or maybe even years not getting access to the information that you need. And so you want to be able to communicate and dig around in each other's hearts and be mature enough and healthy enough to have ongoing dialogue. That's very important. Number nine, uh, we've learned the importance of security. And uh, and this is really, really um, big. We've learned the importance of um, the importance of security, and uh, what we mean by security it means just the safety of uh, relationship. Um, if I got to be checking my wife's phone every two seconds, if she got to be checking my inbox every two seconds, mm. if she got to be checking um, no you, know, you know my email every two seconds, if if I create a world in which there is no security, that's going to do a great amount of damage on a relationship, and so it's unfair. Uh, to the other person um, when we have behaviors and ways about us that rob people of feeling secure in the relationship. Um, If I'm worried about where you are when you leave the house, if I'm worried about who you're with, who your friends are, um, that takes away from the vitality of a marriage. And Mm -hmm. so one of the things that we learn is the importance of Security, you know, being consistent in our words and mm-hmm. consistent in our behavior so that our partners, our spouses can trust us when we're outside of their presence so they can trust us and feel like this marriage is safe and they don't have to be worried and paranoid all the time,
1: yeah, yeah, I think that's really good, honey, um security, I think a lot of women they they want to feel that they're in a relationship that's secure and um you know, we as women, we want to know that we can trust our spouse or whoever we're with. We want to know that we're free to be ourselves yeah. in their presence without being judged or ostracized or any of that stuff. Or so,
0: pretending to be somebody you're or, not. Yeah, or
1: pretending I mean, to be somebody you're not. I mean, if not, you got to pretend
0: yep. to be somebody not to keep somebody in a relationship, oh, yeah, you're already headed down a bad good. road.
1: Um, it's not good at all. Not good at all. So yeah, security is is very important.
0: Security is very important. And you want to also listen to your spouse if they say, "Hey, I don't, I'm kind of wary about this person you spend a lot of time with. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't like the fact that you're always going to this place." And you want to be sensitive to those kind of things when they pop up, and uh, don't just explain them away or write them off. It's very important for each person to make sure they are sp- they are speaking, living. And kind of conducting themselves in such a way that you create an atmosphere of security or Mm -hmm. safety for that person so they're not worried. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't want to live a life that has your spouse in panic. Mm -hmm. And so you want to listen to when we um, are being confronted in those areas. Sometimes we may have to cut people off. We may have to stop going to certain places. We may have to change some of our, 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 our behaviors, our mannerisms. Some of our business dealings, whatever the case may be, but security is very important for a marriage, and it's something that Lena and I have learned the value of. Number ten is the importance of intimacy, mm-hmm. and uh, I know that uh, when you hear that word, we all—oh, int- it, its very important. Intimacy in a marriage, and I think intimacy in three ways. I think that it's important for us to have mental intimacy, mm-hmm. um, for us to have emotional intimacy, and physical intimacy. Um, it's not just about, uh, having sex in a marriage or that's huge. Um, so I'm like sitting across the table, somebody I'm very attracted to. And, uh, and so sexual intimacy is very, very important. Um, -hmm. we talk about it in our premarital uh, seminars. You, you, you want to kind of keep that fire burning, Uh, you know, you want to keep that fire burning, you know. Buy something nice to put on. Uh, know your sweet nothing. Send a text. Write a letter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, get a bottle of oil. Whatever you gotta oh, do. Wow. Uh, well, yeah, ciao. Um, <laughs> we gotta get this podcast done. Um, oh, you know, no. you gotta, you gotta kind of keep that fire burning. And so, it's important <laughs> to have, you know, to have relational intimacy. I mean, if you gotta be praying in tongues <laughs> to, to to be intimate with your spouse, you're in trouble. um you're in trouble and so you know you you want to be intimate and you want it you want to be consistent you know you want to try not to hold out on each other um for the sake of of of, you know just being cold and icy so Mm -hmm. so you want to do what you got to do to maintain intimacy that is keep a healthy relationship communicate resolve problems you want to have sex Mm -hmm. physically you want to have sex emotionally you want to dig into each other's hearts and and have intimacy you want to work through walls and barriers that are there in our hearts from past people and past experiences mm-hmm. you want to you want to work to bring those barriers down and you want to have mental intimacy you want to have sex with that person's mind you know you want to ask them what they're thinking about and so intimacy is very very important you mm-hmm. it's the process to which we be, we become more intertwined with our spouse or our yeah. partner
1: yeah i think um with intimacy the l2 honey we have to <laughs> Be willing to tell the truth that if if we don't like something, Definitely. you know, I know people don't really talk about that. So if we don't like something Definitely. or if we are uncomfortable with something, being able to tell the uh, our spouse and our spouse can receive what we're saying. Definitely. Because um, I think in, you know, with intimacy, you have to enjoy what's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't. If have, one person is enjoying it, but the other one is not, then it's Gotta like, have a conversation. Yeah, y'all got, we got to talk, talk about some stuff.
0: Yeah, we got to talk about <laughs> some stuff. We got to introduce some new stuff. We got to <laughs> learn some new stuff. You know, we got to try some new stuff. Um, but we have a responsibility to, to, to be pleasing yeah. uh, to our spouse. And so intimacy is very, very <laughs> important. And uh, I'm even going to say, you know, for those of us who are followers of Jesus, listen to this podcast, intimacy is also spiritual. Uh, there's a part of sexuality that is spiritual and you know as you grow in spiritual maturity and as you grow in intimacy there there will be a, a beautiful dance there um, uh, that you experience the more you fall deeper in love with that person the more you're intimate the more you're growing there is in spirituality there is a, a um, they are juxtaposed to each other's spirituality and intimacy so I just want to slide that in there not going to preach but I think it's important <laughs> for people to know that number 11 is the power of agreement
1: mm. <sighs> that's big this that's is huge
0: <clears throat> this is huge uh, a, a great man of God once wrote uh, thousands of years ago under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit he said can two people walk together except they are agreed to do so it is a rhetorical statement. The obvious answer is no. And what the statement is saying is that if two people are not in agreement, it's going to be very difficult for them doing life mm-hmm, together. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about a marriage, you're talking about two people doing life mm-hmm. together. And so um, the, the man, his name was Amos. He said, can two people walk together? Can mm-hmm. they do life together? Except they are agreed to do so and again the obvious answer is no that is if we're not in agreement we're going to have a very difficult time doing life together now right. in the last episode we talked about the art of being disagreeable that is different that is when we come to points where we might not see eye to eye on small things right uh, we could respect each other's opinions hey you like black i like right. white when we talk about the power of agreement we talk about two lives being aligned around common causes right you are headed down the same path. And if your lives are not aligned around common cause, if you're not aligned on the same path, if you're not in agreement, then it's going to be very difficult to do life together. Agreement is the place of power. Mm -hmm. When people are are in agreement is very difficult to hinder that couple. That couple becomes almost an unstoppable force when they are in agreement. Are we in agreement about the direction we're taking in this home? So agreement is critically Mm -hmm. important.
1: Yeah, I think um, for us, we have learned to, well, I don't know. I think we're very different in some, my husband and I are very different in in a lot of ways, but I think that we agree with, we even though we're different, we agree about a lot of things. Um we agree with parenting styles. We agree with our um morals and values. Definitely. Um, we agree with, you know, our spiritual beliefs. Definitely. You know, there's a lot of things we do agree about and um I think in those areas is it produces like, well, like what you said, uh, agreement is a place of power. Yeah. Agreement is a place of power. So
0: yeah. Agreement is a place of power. And so um, one of the things I learned a long time ago, I'll just pass along to you. It's an acronym called SMIRK S M I R K. And uh, I think these are five major areas that a couple should be in agreement about that will help minimize major blowups in their marriage. And just really quick, I'll give it to you. Um, this is not in our notes for this particular episode, but I'm just going to throw it in there for free. Okay. So we say that, uh, we teach at our church and, um, that if a couple is going to get married, they should try to be in agreement in the area of smirk, S M I R K. Um, that is sex, money, intangible religion, and kids, these are five major areas that we encourage everybody to be in agreement in before heading into a marriage mm-hmm. because these are the areas that if there are disagreement, you will blow up a marriage quick. Right. So you need to be in agreement about sex. What is in bounds? What is out of bounds? You know, are we going to, you know, do you take it from the back? You don't take it oh from my. the back. Do you? you know, I mean,
1: that's a little too much.
0: Nah, man. This is, there's no children listening to this. <laughs> they, Hopefully. Well... <laughs> well, this is an adult <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Rewind. So oh, you need to no. be in agreement about sex. What's inbounds, what's out of bounds. You need to be in agreement about money. And we have upcoming podcasts about finances. You need to be agreeing about money. How are we going to handle money? You need to be agreeing about intangibles, intangibles <laughs> about all the little things we don't talk about. You know, one person is a neat freak. The other person is kind of a little uh, not so neat. <laughs> one, one person is, you know, is likes to go to the movies. Another person likes it. One person leaves the cap off the toothpaste. Another person puts the One person, <laughs> you know, likes the dishes clean. Another person just leaves it in the sink. You know, all the little things, pet peeves and, yeah. you know, all those. You need to be in agreement about intangibles. Mm-hmm. You need to be in agreement about religion. mm you know, we knew oh, a, a friend, my. a couple. One was a follower mm. of Jesus, mm-hmm. the other one was a follower of Muhammad. One was a Christian, one was a Muslim. They got married and that marriage blew up. Mm. It's very difficult when we're trying to go to church on Sunday and then the kids are going to the mosque on Saturday. Those things are huge problems and challenges to overcome. So we say you need to be in agreement about religion. You need yeah. to be in agreement about kids. Are we going to have kids? Yeah. How right. many kids are we going to have? Somebody says, I only want one kid. Somebody wants a big family. You never talk about that. Then you get married, and now you have expectations that cannot be met. Yeah. You could blow up a marriage that way. So we, wanted, we, we say, Lena and I have learned the power of agreement in mm-hmm. our marriage, and especially in those five major areas, Smirk, mm-hmm. sex, marriage, intangible, religion, and kids. Mm-hmm. Those are five major areas. We challenge couples to find agreement in these areas because these are five major areas that will blow up a marriage. If mm-hmm. you don't have agreement, number twelve on the list. Uh, man, we've learned in our fifteen years of marriage. Number twelve: the joys of spontaneity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the joys of spontaneity, and 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 uh, this one is probably more of our opinion um, than anything else. Um, and that is what Lena and I have learned: is the joy of capitalizing on moments. Um, the joy of capitalizing on moments, my bad everybody i 'm looking at my iPhone I just got a uh, notification from ESPN <laughs> so the Seahawks thirty rams twenty nine they play tonight and um, anyway so uh, <laughs> so uh, we learned the joys of spontaneity that is the joys of just capitalizing on moments and mm-hmm. and and not being so rigid
1: mm-hmm. that we
0: can't be flexible to just enjoy mm-hmm. moments. Right. I'll give an example of this. So just um, a couple of weeks ago, Lena and I was on a staff retreat with our staff and we was up in the mountains. <laughs> and uh, we oh, brought in oh. a speaker to kind of pour into our staff. We, they were yeah. in a cabin and Lena and I, the speaker asked my wife and I to not be in the first two or three sessions. And so we slipped out of the session and we was like, well, what are we gonna do? We drove up the street and we found an animal safari. Mm and uh, if some of y'all follow yeah. Lena on on IG you already Ooh. know where we going with the story I nice. mean it, 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 so we went into this that animal safari we was like man should we go you know <laughs> like what's gonna happen we rented this little van they gave us food it had no windows and we drive through like 50 acres of animals running wild like we yeah. was on the continent of Africa Mm-mm-mm. in the safari I mean giraffes and lions and tigers and bears oh my there you go and I mean and they were everywhere <laughs> and Listen, we laughed, we cried oh, from laughing. Lena got attacked by a giraffe. Man, listen,
1: y'all, it, oh, was,
0: it was bad business. She almost died. And it, 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 <laughs> Literally. It was, it, it, I mean, it was just spontaneous. We just turned Ooh. in there, we went, and what we did in that moment was we created a memory that we yeah. will now have for the rest of our lives. Yeah. And sometimes when people are so rigid, you know, mm-hmm. you got to plan everything and if the plan don't work out, then the day is over. Mm-hmm. You know, Lena and I have learned that there are so much joys and memories we have from yeah. the time we've just been spontaneous. Yeah, living in the moment. Living in the moment. Yeah,
1: you got to learn how to live in the moment and be present wherever you're at. Um, my husband is a very spontaneous person. Mm-hmm. So he helps me in this area because I'm a little bit more reserved.
0: But you, you've gotten much better over
1: the I years. I have. I have. And there are some areas where I am spontaneous. Do you remember
0: that time uh, we, we swam a mile in the river in Mexico? Oh, my
1: goodness, guys. I don't know how to swim, but my husband had this bright idea of us going into um a a, underground, a, a river underground river in Mexico. in Mexico. In
0: Mexico. A mile long.
1: It was a mile long. Ten how feet many, deep. Ten feet deep, guys.
0: And we swam it.
1: I didn't swim. He drugged me. Oh, well,
0: we made it through together.
1: <laughs> I was on his back, guys.
0: And she almost drowned me <laughs> at one point completely underwater. Oh
1: gosh. Um, but
0: we made it to the end of that month. Yeah. But but we have those memories mm. for the rest of our life. <laughs> and if, if Lena, who doesn't like those kind of activities, just said, you know what, honey, if you want me to go, I'll go. She was being spontaneous in the moment. And we have that memory. But we're, yes. if we're always like, no, no, I don't want to do this. No, no, right. we didn't plan this. Don't no. want to try new this things. This is not on the calendar. No, we don't want to try new things. Yeah. No is a healthy word for proper boundaries and mm-hmm. for, you know, productivity in life but no can also be a very de- uh, detrimental thing to a marriage and rob it of vitality right when it hinders us from being spontaneous so maybe you planned something and it blew up be spontaneous is there something else you can do and we've learned mm-hmm. that we have had a lot of joys and memories as a result of being spontaneous yes. so number 13 the 13th thing we've learned in 15 years of marriage is the importance of teamwork Mm-hmm. teamwork 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 I know some of you have heard this acronym before it's nothing new it's not original to us team TAM together everyone accomplishes more there was a time in our marriage Alina and I did not work together as a team uh, we were mm-hmm. competitors uh, we were mm-hmm. always fighting against one another always vying for authority or vying to get our point across we did not function as a team mm-hmm. and the truth of the matter is nobody wins alone uh, right. there is no I in team Nobody wins championships alone. Um, We have learned through pain of being radically individualistic and selfish that we pop more champagne and have won more championships by being uh, team players. And so we want to be team players, how we run our finances, how we run our home. Um, We want to be team players, and we've learned that we'll accomplish more through teamwork than through individual work.
1: Right, yeah, and I think that teamwork really – goes hand in hand with um being in agreement.
0: Mm, yeah. You know, true. you can't
1: be, be on the same team if you're not in agreement. So those go hand in hand. Um I think the the power of teamwork is really um it's really important in a marriage. Mm-hmm. I think that you accomplish more together. Definitely. You know, than um than doing it separate and individualized. So teamwork, yes.
0: And and also too, when you operate as a team, you learn how to take a L for the team. That mm-hmm. is, you learn how to you know how to defer right. for the good of the team. Right. So let's say you might be trying to make a decision as a married couple and maybe you can't understand all of what the couple the other person is saying. You say, Lena, often will come to me like honey, I think we should do this. And when she starts calling me honey, she's 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 putting in her case, <laughs> honey, I think you should not preach that way. <laughs> honey, you shouldn't have said that in your sermon. <laughs> honey, you know, you gotta not be be so rough and honey and and so and and i'll say you know what lena you're right and i can adjust for the good of the team and sometimes mm-hmm. i'll come to her and i will tell her listen lena you need to consider so and so and so and so and she'll adjust for the good of the team mm-hmm. because we see each other now like team players right sometimes we defer or we where i'm from we say somebody got to take an l for the team right. you know you you take one for the team um, and so when when you're when you 're selfish and when you 're rigid and when you 're unwilling to take one for the team, yeah um you just really hinder your own marriage from progress mm. and so if you really want your marriage um to to have uh, uh momentum, sometimes you just got to learn to be good team players yeah. you can 't be a ball hog and be a good team player you can 't want authority um in areas where you 're not strong and be a good mm-hmm. team player you can 't take shots where you know you can 't hit shots and not be a good and be a good team player. So we learn to work together as a team. We are not competitors. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this is also an important area of finances. Mm -hmm. You know, when somebody might be Mm -hmm. earning more than the other person. Sometimes this is very difficult for men. You know, if a wife is the primary breadwinner, quote unquote, or if she earns a little bit more, you know, sometimes somebody can throw that in somebody's face. Right. Or sometimes some men can feel insecure.
1: Absolutely. you
0: know um, but we got to understand our seasons maybe mm-hmm. she's the breadwinner one season mm-hmm. and that might change or maybe she's the breadwinner while I'm building something on the side right. or or the roles might reverse but if we see each other as a team right. it can help us overcome insecurities yep. it can help us overcome throwing things in each other's face yep. like this is not just my check this is our this check it's yeah. not just my grind right this is our grind right. this is not just my bills this is our bills and when we work with a sense of our pronouns that are plural, we, us, and our, right. we just win more as a team. Right. Um, number 14, uh, two more. Um, the 14th thing we've learned in 15 years of marriage is the importance of honor. Mm. You know, And really, I could drop the mic right here because this is, this is huge. Felina and I is huge for me personally. Mm. I was raised in a home where my parents taught me about the virtue Of honor. Um, From the time I was young, my Trinidadian parents drilled it into my brothers and sisters the importance of honor. Um, That type of value that you place on people and things and time, respect. um, They drill that into us honor. Respect your elders, I would hear growing up. Respect authority, because I lived in a neighborhood where there was hostility between people in my community and law enforcement. My mother was always concerned about me being out in the streets. And she would tell me, respect authority, respect your teachers, respect uh, your elders, respect your aunts and your uncles. She would talk to us about honor. Honor flows in my bloodstream. Um, In the organization Alina and I lead, we, we fight to try to create a culture of honor. And we teach people in our organization that honor should flow in all directions of the cross. And so before I explain that, let me just let let me make it clear what honor is. Honor is the value we place on something and how we respect that value. And we say that honor should flow in all directions of the cross. We should honor up. Mm-hmm. We, we honor God. We honor the authorities that are set above mm-hmm. us. We honor our pastors, our leaders. In fact, you know, a shameless plug. You know, the scripture says a wise man wrote in the Hebrews that those whose job it is to teach and preach the word of God, mm. if they do that well and they lead mm-hmm. the house of God, well, that person is worthy of double honor. Double honor. Yeah, shameless plug. They're worthy of double honor. So if you listen to this and you have a pastor or a leader who is a good teacher, a good Mm -hmm. feeder. And you can see that they are leading their church well. It's not about size, but they're doing the best they can Mm -hmm. with what they have. Mm -hmm. They're leading well. And you hear their teaching is developed, is mature, is from the Word. The Bible says that person is worthy of double Double honor, honor. the writer of Hebrews said. So honor is big um, for me. Um, There's a project brewing right now in our world around honor. And you'll hear some more about that in the months to come. But we've learned in points of honor, Mm -hmm. that is the value we place on each other and learning to respect each other. Now, it was not always like that.
1: No, it wasn't, guys. Yeah, it wasn't like that. Um,
0: It was rough. Yeah. In the beginning, we did not honor each other. It was rough. We did not honor each other's words. We did not honor each other's feelings. Mm -hmm. We did not honor each other's time. We did not value what the other person valued. It was rough.
1: Yeah, it was rough. But I think, you know, going back to number 13, the more we became a team, team, Mm -hmm. yeah, we realized it wasn't him against me, me against him. It was easier for us to show honor for each other. Definitely. Because we realized that we were in this thing together and not trying to, you know, do our own thing, so... Yeah, so yeah.
0: honor's tough and you know, let me let me just say this. Honor honor is more difficult when you have a, a person who is just like very difficult to honor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, sometimes especially men will want respect uh from their ladies. Mm-hmm. And you know, and men and women they kinda like trade different things. Oftentimes men trade honor for love. Women wanna be loved, men wanna be honored, they wanna be respected. But mm-hmm. it's hard to demand honor uh brothers. And sisters, but mostly brothers, um, when we're inconsistent, mm. um, you know, mm. you know mm. I'm the leader of the home. Follow me. Honor me. I feel you, my dude. But that's difficult when we're right. inconsistent. If we're inconsistent in our words, we're inconsistent in our mm-hmm. behavior. It's going to be hard to earn honor. Right. Um, and, and honor is not something that we, you know, honor is something we give, you know, and in spite of the other person. You mm-hmm. honor. The scripture mm-hmm. says, God, God said in his word, honor your mother and father. Right. He didn't say honor your mother and father if they were good. He didn't say honor your mother and father if they were clean or if, mm. he said just honor them. They mm-hmm. could they could have been junkies, crackheads, they could have been they could have got divorced, they could have yeah. abandoned you. He just said respect them. Right. He you know, didn't say you have to be submitted to them once you're of age to be on your own, but just respect. So, mm-hmm. you know, the scripture tells us about different people to honor. It tells us who we should honor, how we should honor, why right. we should honor. I got a project. I, I, I've done a whole series on this called With Honor, talking about what is honor, who we should honor, why we should honor. Mm-hmm. Honor is huge. It runs through the scriptures from Genesis all the way to Revelation. It is a... It is a huge virtue in life and in our generation, sadly, I feel like it is a dying virtue. We see the way parents disrespect children and the way children disrespect parents. Not only children that are disrespectful, but parents that are dishonoring to their children. Like they're human beings too. They have Mm -hmm. feelings too. They have emotions too. Mm -hmm. We see employees dishonoring bosses, bosses Mm -hmm. dishonoring employees, people dishonoring pastors Mm -hmm. and leaders, pastors Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and leaders dishonoring uh, you know, congregants, there's so much dishonor political. We see that in the political world, in the faith based it's so much, this, this culture is rampant with dishonor. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's very, very important, um, that we have honor in our homes, in our marriages, in our churches, in our organizations. Um, honor is very, very important. This last one, um, is huge. And, uh, the fifteenth thing Lena and I have learned in fifteen years of marriage is the importance of wisdom. Mm. <laughs> wisdom, family, real talk, community. Let me just let me just close out our time together by just dropping some very important things for you about wisdom. Um, for those of us who are people of faith, the scripture tells us there is nothing we can ask God for more valuable than wisdom. Mm-hmm. He said, of all the things we can ask God for the most important thing we can ask him for is wisdom. Mm-hmm. And that is the ability to just understand right from wrong and know how to properly appropriate knowledge for every circumstance. Where we don't have a clear direction, we got to lean on wisdom. Where we don't have a word from God, we got to lean on wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, when we don't have a mentor in a particular area, we gotta lean on wisdom, mm-hmm. and it needs wisdom to have a healthy marriage. There are so many people, Lena and I know, and we used to do, are blowing up their marriage because of bad decision making yeah. and just doing things that are void of honor. Yeah. The opposite of, I'm sorry, wisdom. The opposite of wisdom is being simple minded. Yeah. It is being foolish. Mm. It's being void of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And when we when we make dumb decisions, when we say things that are stupid. When we do things that are stupid, when we do things that are mm-hmm. void of wisdom, we bring pain yeah. upon ourselves. And we bring pain mm-hmm. upon others.
1: Yeah, so when I am making decisions for the family or making decisions within our marriage, I try to make sure that um there's a couple of different questions that I may ask myself. Um I might ask myself you know, if I make this decision, how is it going to affect my kids? How is it going to affect our finances? How is it going to affect our future? Um, I think all of those questions um, kind of show an effort to to operate in wisdom. Definitely, I think that um, you know, when you're being a wise person, you don't move quickly at times you know you take your time to think things through to think of the effects the cause and the effects of whatever decisions you need to make
0: definitely and so Lena and I have learned the absolute value of wisdom Um, and I want to leave all of you in our real talk community with just these final things to think about uh, for those of us who are people of faith, uh, the scripture tells us in the book of Proverbs that there is nothing we can ask from God more valuable than wisdom. Mm-hmm. He said, of all the things we can seek God for, wisdom is the principal thing and we should seek after wisdom. Yeah, It is godly for us to have wisdom. It is godly for us to seek after it. It will yes. help guide us and lead us in all of, it will help guide us and lead us in our life and in our journey. Yeah, uh, To not operate with wisdom is to operate in s- simplicity is to operate vain of, uh, this type of virtue, um, that will protect us and lead us and guide us in this life. And so I want to leave you with this question to consider as you're making decisions in your marriage, as you're making decision in your business, as you're making decision in your ministry or whatever the case may be, ask yourself this question, is it wise for me to say this? Mm is it wise for me to make this decision in light of the information that I have in light of what is happening around me is it wise for me to do this mm-hmm. is it wise for me to do this now mm-hmm. is it wise for me to wait it's always good to filter everything you're doing through the lens of wisdom and says mm-hmm. is it wise for me to do this the more we learn to filter things through the lens of wisdom the more we will protect ourselves from hurting ourselves right. and from hurting other people Absolutely. and so so these are the top 15 things that Lena and I have learned in 15 years of marriage mm-hmm. it is not an exhaustive list but it is a powerful list and we pray that as you lean into this information it will be a blessing to you and hey, if you've enjoyed this podcast, we want to invite you again to please review it or rate it on whatever platform you listen to. Lena and I drop a new episode the first Monday of every month. We want to thank all of you for listening to Real Talk. All of you who are sharing this on social media, that means so much to us. And we can't wait to be with you again on another episode of Real Talk with Philip and Lena
1: Mitchell. We love you. All right, we we'll see you guys soon. Peace.